Welcome to Deeper Still, KPC's Advent podcast. This week we're going to be talking about the theme, Give More and Spend Less. This week, our special guest, we had Andrew the Fern. This week, it's Lampy is with us, the cockeyed lamp. So, welcome back. All right, this week uh, in the sermon, we talked about, as you said, spending less and giving more. And we used the uh, story of the wise man as kind of a springboard to just really consider our lives, you know, um, our hearts, our giving, our spending. And um, it occurred to me that in the first week, I imagine everyone in the congregation was like, worship more. Yes. What a great theme. Spend less, give more. you got to be kidding me. Why are we talking about this? So it's a little painful for all of us. We acknowledge that. But this one's good. I think think sometimes the real challenging ones, um, the ones that get in our personal space, are the best things of all. So we're going to talk about uh, spending less and giving more. And I'm going to start off with a story. Um, Back in... I want to say it was 97, about 1997, when Harrison and Maddie were very little, like three and five. Ellie was whatever she was then, one or something. Um, we had, we were, um, you know, a young struggling couple, and Christmas kind of snuck up on us, so we weren't really ready for it financially. And I remember, shamefully, I remember being just struggling for a week or two, thinking, you know, we can't do everything we want to do, um, I, you know, especially in light of what other people were getting their kids and what they were doing to celebrate. And I just settled into this real darkness over over the lack of whatever in our lives. And um, I remember we had really kind of scraped up enough money to go get a Christmas tree. And so we pulled up to like Walmart, which is really not your first choice for Christmas trees. So we pull up there and I'm just in this rotten black foul sour mood and you know throwing a pity party that Jane's there for it but I'm really the only one enjoying it. And um so as we're getting ready to get out of the car, this van pulls up to the Christmas trees and it was filled with these adults from like a um I guess kind of a group home, a center in town. And they were all significantly challenged in some way. And I looked at the uh, just at their, their faces in the van, and they were lit up. Um, they were so full of joy. They were so excited to be there. And it was like you know, the, the Christmas lights of Walmart had them entranced. And I, I never forgot that, just that feeling of there's really something wrong here with me just how easy it is to get caught up in consumerism, um, keeping pace with everybody else, um, just this spin, spin, spin mindset. And for me, I don't think there was really a whole lot of giving that was going on that Christmas and, until that moment. And the Lord really flipped something in my heart then. And those guys were a testimony to me I've never forgotten. But they really tie in 
to what we're talking about, which is not just the negativity of spending, but it's the heart of giving. So um, why don't we talk about it a little bit? Uh, any reflections on the sermon or the wise men from last week? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, just kind of with what you're saying, too, What one thing that struck me from your sermon when, we, when you talked about the wise men gave um, extravagantly, they had... Obviously, they had a lot of wealth, um, so they could give extravagantly. But if we apply that to to us, we have endless resources in the Lord, you know. And if we're talking mm-hmm. about not just giving financially, but giving um, of whatever you know we feel led to give, um, we have endless resources to give so we can give extravagantly. I think that we often get caught up in a mindset, a poverty mindset, you know, if our bank account isn't where we want it to be or we don't have, um, you know, everything that we want or feel like we need in savings or, you know, we, we kind of can fall into that, we, that we don't have enough and therefore we give miserly. And I think that that, flow, that can flow over into every area of giving, not just financially, but we can begin to feel miserly about our time or about our other resources that we have, you know, our talents, our, um, you know. So I just, I liked that point that you made about the wise men that they gave extravagantly. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, too, because... Um, and I, I love that you're making that point about there's no end to our resources in the Lord. So why do why are we hoarding? Why are we holding on to? Why are we afraid we're going to run out? Um, and and two, where do we live? You know, we live in the first world. America is a first world country, right. and so having a poverty mindset is it's really messed up. You know, and you think that even the neediest among us in America are a whole lot better off than anybody else, anywhere else, really. Um, yeah, it's good. That's really good. You know, it's interesting. It, it just, when you were telling that story, I hadn't thought about that in a long time. But that was that is the same Christmas that um, when Harrison was, so that, that was 97, he was uh, four. Four, yeah. And um, he saw that bike at he saw this huge bike at uh, it was way too big for him really it's like at a walgreens or something yeah and um they were raffling it off and you could enter to win it and harrison said i'm going to win this bike and you were like you because i wasn't with y'all but you were like oh it was like a mongoose dirt bike it was really expensive and you were you were oh you know, I don't know. What did you say? You were like, oh, you, don't get your hopes up. Yeah, I kind of shot. I poured like wa- cold water on him. Yeah. But let's, you know, we'll enter into it to win it anyway. And um, he didn't win the bike. He didn't. <laughs> the drawing. He didn't win. But um, before Christmas, because we, um, it was, I don't remember exactly the timeline. But anyway, before, sometime before Christmas, uh, we found out that a kid in the, our youth group, the church that we were serving in the youth group, he had won the bike and he wanted to give it to Harrison. And he did. <laughs> but he didn't know anything about that Harrison had seen it and wanted it. He didn't know anything about that. Yeah, so that lesson. Michael, his name was Michael. Yeah, Michael. And so he yeah. gave 
Harrison the bike, or he gave it to us to give to him for Christmas. Yeah. And um, I just, it's funny because I hadn't thought about that in so long either, yeah. but just that God was providing in so many ways. Yeah, and so the lesson started at Walmart with, you know, oh my gosh, you're, you're, you have this poverty mindset. My heart gets shifted by these folks in this van, and then, you know, the Lord in His grace provides what Harrison called out. You know, I mean, it's, it's really neat. Why do you think that we get caught up in the commercialism of Christmas as, you know, as followers of Christ? Well, you know, why do we so easily fall into the, that trap? I think it's the backdrop of our lives. I don't. It's certainly not intentional. Like we think, hey, you know, I think I want to be filled with greed and consumerism and, and a poverty mindset. But I think it just happens to us. You know, it's all around us. Television, computer, um, you know, get, 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 go, 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 and it's just, it's as natural as breathing air. I think to us, it's re- it really takes effort to go the other way. Yeah, because. I mean, I don't want to sound like a Grinch, you know, because I love Christmas. I mean, we love Christmas. We love the holidays. I love Santa. You know, we've always celebrated and taught our kids to, you know, that Santa was real. And um, so, but whether you do that or not, it, it I mean, the, the spirit, though, behind it shouldn't be... I mean, it should be giving, it should be gifts, it should be all of that without, though, the stress and the pressure and the worry and the franticness and the chaos that also comes with it. So I guess the question is, how do you have one without the other? Yeah, and I think, too, that, you know, the other problems you get where, um, you know, you're paying off Christmas for the next four or five months. Right. There's something wrong with that, you know, or, you know, you have this huge extravagant Christmas or whatever, and nobody remembers what they got or what they gave five or six months later. Right. So, there, you know, there, it, there's a cycle of problems here, I think, or a whole pile of them that, that something's off track with all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really easy to get caught up, especially as parents. It's just so easy to get caught up in getting your kids what they want. And I mean, I remember as a little girl, um, we would get the, it must have been the Sears, we would get the Sears catalog, you know, did y'all get, I mean, I think everybody probably uh, got them. And, and we were J.C. Christmas, Penny family. J.C. whatever it was. And we would, and I, and mom and dad would be like, oh, go through the catalog, go through the toy section and, you know, circle what you want. And that was so much fun to me and so magical in a way. And I, we didn't get everything that we circled, but we definitely did get some. And so, like, that, to me, as a kid, yeah. that wasn't stressful. Yeah. I, I wonder, though, how, you know, how, I don't know how my parents felt about it, but um, I don't know, I, I guess... How do we spend less, give more, and keep that spirit of Christmas? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that, you know, that's really the kind of the heart behind the podcast is to begin to ask some good questions like, 
how do we spend? Who is the spending for? Um, shouldn't our spending, well, or could we consider uh, spending intentionally? Mm-hmm. You know, spending relationally. Mm-hmm. And again, not turn into a bunch of legalists, you know, where it's like, well, nobody can get a gift anymore. Or, you know, there, there, there is that joy, but how does it get purposeful? How, does, how do we get meaning in our spending and our giving? Mm-hmm. So... I think one way, um, well, it, I mean, are, so are we going to get really practical right now? Yeah, why not? I mean, <laughs> um, you know, one thing that we are doing this year, actually, uh, we talked to the kids about is we would rather make Christmas smaller and make their birthdays bigger, um, more like so spend more on their birthday gifts that way, A, it's spread throughout the year for us. Amen. Preach. But also, it's, you know, it's the, it's their birthday. It's about them. So if there's something really nice that they want to, to be able to get that for them. And to make Christmas more about being together um, as a family and, and celebrating, um, you know, what we're really there to celebrate the birth of Jesus and we're still giving gifts we're still giving presents but um this year I mean it's been fun to shop with some intention you know like you were saying um I've really I I found several websites where if you buy something from them they give you know money to like preemptive love is one of my favorite I've been shopping from them for several years but they're so if you they sell products on their website that actually refugees make, and then the money goes back to the refugees mm-hmm. there there on the front lines in Syria, and other places, um, ministering to the refugees. So if and they sell these like beautiful things. So um, anyway, just shopping like at those kind of places, I think that's been more meaningful. Um, But, like, I really liked what Bethany said on Sunday morning at the end of the service, you know, where she gave ideas of how to spend less and give more. And they weren't all financial. In fact, I'm not even sure any of them were financial. Because we can kind of go that way with, like, spending less money, which is good to spend less. But, um, you know, I think... Some of the ones that she uh, listed were like spend less time binge watching Netflix and spend more time, you know, talking to your neighbor or, you know, making cookies with your kids or, you know, um, you know, spend less time worrying and fretting over gifts and more time just, you know, spending time with that person or even just asking the Holy Spirit to yeah. give you an inspired idea of what to give them. For me, that's why I really like this theme of spending less, giving more, is because if I lean into it, it really can take the pressure and the stress that Christmas has been in the past. It can really t- alleviate that. Yeah, yeah and, and, and I like that you know, you're kind of brainstorming because this is an exercise in creativity. Right. It really is <laughs> saying, how can I pull Jesus into all of Christmas and especially giving and spending instead of just, okay, we're going to sit down and read the Christmas story as a family. How do I pull Jesus into this? You know, who do I partner with? You know, like, like you mentioned the Syrian refugee. Um, what was the name of that again? Preemptive love. Yeah, preemptive love. But I think of like the Ghana goat project. Mm-hmm. You know, you give a goat, 
here's a gift that pays off for the next 20 years in a kid's life or partnering with someone to dig a well or um, someone locally like crisis pregnancy or or even more practically, you know, how can I just stop and bless a neighbor? Um, I mean, th- th- there's no end to the needs in our world and practical things we can do, but asking the question, starting small and just beginning to make a difference. And I, and I think even as a family, pulling your kids into it, you know, find a way to pull pull your children into a gift, whether you, you know, maybe you give a gift across the world, but, you know, you stop to reflect on the gift you gave as a family right. and you pray for them. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it's just not rocket right, science right. to begin to give intentionally, meaningfully right. to pull Jesus into this. Yeah. I know um, a lot of churches do angel tree and we, wonderful. we yeah. did that this year and I took, we took all the kids shopping and, um, to buy for that. My mom just texted me today and said, did you know that you can go online and do a Samaritan's shoe, um, Samaritan's purse shoe box? So you can actually go online and fill it. And I don't know, I haven't done it, but she was like, you can do the whole thing online rather than actually having to. Yeah. So there are a lot of ways that you can get creative ways. And, you know, a lot of people are making it easy to easier for us to, to be, to be able to do that. You know, I heard someone say this today, that, you know, giving more and spending less is not just better for your budget, it's better for your soul. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's really what we're, you know, we're driving at and turning over um, with each other. I'll read a couple of, of scriptures just that, that really go along with this. Jesus said, and actually I got it right here. Jesus said in Matthew 16.25, whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. And we're certainly not suggesting death in any form, you know, physical death, but just the the principle of, um, you know, of of pouring out. Um, Luke 6.38, give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Um, And what strikes me there is more the heart return and the spirit return. you know, not giving so God will double your money, but giving so your heart will expand. You know, mm-hmm. generosity will be unleashed. Mm-hmm. You know, some of our me-centeredness will fall away. I do think there is a death in that because if you have bought in for so many years to the commercialism and the I have to get exactly what my kids want or exactly what my husband or my parents, I need to find the perfect present. I, you know, I need to um, spend X amount of money. And if you, you know, or they won't be happy. They'll be disappointed on Christmas morning when they come down to the tree and this isn't under the tree. There will be, if you've bought into that for a long time, then there is a death. There is a letting go of the old way of thinking, the old way of believing this is what my kids need. This is what, you know, the the people in my life, friends, family, whoever, coworkers, you know, this is what I have to do to, um, to make them happy. Yeah. There, you do have to die to that way of thinking. But I do really believe that there's new life in it. There's new life for you, for sure. Yeah. If you're not stressed and 
and you are giving with intention. It, I, I liked what you said in your sermon, you know, spending is about you, giving is about the other person. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a different, it's a, it's a really maybe simple and maybe even oversimplified way to think about it, but it really is, if you do even just kind of have that mindset shift that I want to give out of the abundance, out of the love and the care and the, you know, passion that I have for this person that I'm giving to, rather than just spending, you know. Right, right. And I think, too, you know, it could also be as simple as a word substitution as well. Um, The word want and need, that spending has a lot to do with wanting. You know, even when I spent, when we spent for our kids when they were younger, it was, this is what they want. And that, it feels like that was spending want just go together, whereas giving and need goes together. Like, you think about God, you know, he gave us the greatest gift of all time, Jesus Christ. In giving us his son, he's giving us himself. What greater need did we have than him? And so it, it seems like giving and need goes together a lot better. And, you know, sometimes it's just as simple as semantics, but it ends up being a whole lot more than right. semantic or word choice in the right. end. I just think when we spend a lot or spend in the wrong ways, I mean, because, I mean, honestly, I mean, I mean, I just want to say there's nothing wrong with spending a lot of money on Christmas if, you know, if you have it and you oh, want to yeah. spend it and it's coming from a place of, of joy and happiness in you, there's nothing wrong with that, Right. We're not saying that, but we're just saying, um, um, I lost my point. <laughs> well, but no, no, I think some great questions as you give. And, and again, the amount I think is, I, I, I agree with you. I think getting caught up in how much we spend can be a, can be a little bit of a, a rabbit trail um, or turn into legalism. But just asking questions like, how will this gift draw us closer? You know, what? how will this gift impact and I don't think we have to be, you know, serious and driven even in answering those questions. But I think they're they're good questions. You know, how will this gift bring life and growth to the person I'm giving it to? How does this gift express how I feel about them? Right. Just simple kind of heart questions that bring a whole lot of meaning and maybe change the whole direction of, right. of you know, what it's I all about. I was going to say. I was going to say was having that. What you're talking about that that shift it opens up more space for us if we for us um to actually be in christmas you know be in advent be in you know this this weeks of where we're anticipating Hmm. um, christ's return and um or that he came you know to us to 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 really be in the present to Advent, if we shift from that chaotic spending mindset to a giving mindset, um, giving more more of our time, more of you know of everything we've already talked about, but in a peaceful way, it brings peace to us. Mm. You know, it, it just does. It just yeah. brings us peace. And all of, like, the 
like you were saying earlier, spending all this money on our kids or toys or whatever that they're not going to remember and most likely. Yeah, although I do remember when my parents got me the $6 million man yeah. action figure when I was eight years old. There that was a, a gift. There are a few. That's so good. Oh, so good. All right, well, you got anything else, sweetheart? I guess not. Um, well, I feel like I want to pray. Is that okay? okay? Yeah. Definitely. Or would you like to pray? No. I want to give you the effort. Okay, I'm going to pray. God, we do ask, um, and we prayed it at the end of the service, that you would make our hearts larger. And we, we thank you, Lord, that um, this season is all about light and life. Um, and really, Jesus came to restore us to the, the image um, restore the image of God to us and to grow us up into it. And, and so I just ask that in every way you would help us to reflect Christ who um, poured out himself for us and in and, and some way this year let us say yes um, to giving, to sacrifice, to, to blessing, to just stepping away from um, ourselves and, and towards a world that really needs love and really needs you, whether it's our children who may already know you or people who have no idea who you are. Um, God, use us in Jesus' name to give. Give more in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Okay, thank you very much for joining us. Um, This was a combo episode combining spend less and give more. So this one podcast will be up for two weeks. And for more, for example, to go back and watch last week's sermon, please go to kpc.org and you'll find it. And for more on these Advent themes, go to adventconspiracy.org, which is whom we have partnered with for this awesome Advent uh, season. God bless. Bye.